You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Boardwalk Empire After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Boardwalk Empire After Show. Okay, so, Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz TV episode. Boardwalk Empire, Season 4, Episode 2, entitled Resignation. I'm your host, Kevin Undergaro. I'm very happy to have to be back at full power. Let's go around the table, starting with you, Kristen. Hey, I'm Kristen Carney. I'm glad to be back. I'm so excited. It's boardwalk time. Bethany Jaber here for the fourth season. I'm Bethany ready to Jaber. go. <laughs> and I'm joining for the fourth season, Sarah Stratton. I'm so excited that you guys are here this week. We missed you last week. Yeah, we but did. You guys did great. I listened and I loved listening. Thank you. I gave us a C. Really? Maybe, yeah. Maybe I have really low expectations. No, I was surprised you said that. No, because we were, it was just a lot of information digest and so much going on. And, you know, they shoot the show so dark, you know, just the cinematography is so dark. And so when we have the screening room that we watch it in, I actually couldn't see my paper. I couldn't see what I was writing. So anyway. It's so dark you can't really even see the show. No, it's the way they shoot it. It's shot beautifully, by the way, but. But it's supposed to keep you in the mystery. It's gorgeous. No, I love, I love, it takes me right to that time and when they did the Onyx Club scene where Bethany kind of made a noise. You want to be there. Yes. You want to be there. I can't say enough that, uh, you know, I know all the money's going away in TV and they're just, too many places to consume right now and, and not enough advertiser money and, and, uh, it's, it's getting scary and so I just applaud HBO for doing this show. It doesn't get, it gets good numbers, it gets the critical acclaim, but it does not get the numbers of say Walking Dead, Sons of Anarchy, uh, Breaking Bad. It doesn't get those numbers, so I know, Bethany, you're, I well, have no idea why. I'm, I'm completely well, perplexed by because this. Because it's, it's, because it's so complex. But, but I hear from people too much, they're like too many characters, too many subplots, and I'm just lost. And then, by the way, it doesn't make it a bad show. Mm-hmm. It just makes it really hard for certain people to follow. I, I, I think everybody should start now in the fourth season because all of the really great characters have have survived, and I feel like it's stripped down. Because usually, like, season one through three, like, it usually takes a few episodes to really get mm-hmm. in. But this season four, man, they have started off with a bang. I, I agree. Uh, you and, know where everyone's standing so far, it seems like, at the beginning. Well, I think, but, you know, when you say stripped down, just by our notes... Normally I have three pages of notes because there's so many characters and I have one page. No, I mean, the the, the strong are surviving and still standing and they're really interesting to watch. I just feel like the dynamics they're bringing in is great. It's like the variety. In season one and season two, we had a lot of strong characters, Mm -hmm. but all from very similar backgrounds. Now we're getting people, you can just hear it in the accents of the show. It's like every single person now talks differently. Instead of your group of New Yorkers, your group of people from Chicago, now it's like you're getting... Almost the world's being tied in, I feel like. And they can go broader. So I'll, I'm excited. I'm also, I also like, um, you know, we're taking time to get into these other worlds. Mm-hmm. And so maybe next week we'll go back to New York 
But I felt like last year it was in one episode you'd have New York, New Jersey, Chicago, yeah, and so many other things. And I think I'm I'm glad that we're taking a we're spending a little bit more time. No, it they, like. they, it feels like they're the writers are taking their time in lo, in uh, laying the pipe, so to speak, rather than in short bursts of ep- exposition scene after scene, like you like you're saying. It's like you, you get introduced to a new character this this season, and they're just they're really indulging us. Well, what I'm grateful for, and I was was talking to Sarah about last week is. I thought it ended so strong last year that I almost was like, God, I, I don't want the series to end. But at the same time, it just was such a great <laughs> ending that I, I was concerned that now we're going to see, say, Nucky's demise mm-hmm. or we have to create new villains. And that's always kind of obvious. But as I'm seeing now, they are just laying down some great groundwork f- in a way that I never would have guessed. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving it. I agree. And as usual, because the writing's so smart, it all intersects. Um, anyway, so let, but let's, let's, let's get right into it. Let's start with, uh, our friend Richard, who I know everyone at the table loves. Well, Sarah, do you love him? We always love we went Richard. Over the, we went over this a little bit last week. I love Richard. Okay. I am on his team. I need him to stay around for forever. And I like the Emma dynamic, bringing his sister in, different, um, we're seeing big changes, and she seems to be kind of taking, control and being the man mm-hmm. like his rock now right. um, we've always seen him like fall in love with something whether it be an aspect of family or not and now it's his real family and I feel like he's allowed to now be vulnerable exactly and that's why it's he's breaking down but great she's a great addition I know I agree I mean I for, for me um, God all the relationships were really mirroring as far as family was a, a big centering topic here family and loyalty i mean and and who is more loyal than your your sister or your brother and that's that's really all that's left at the end of the day and it's it's really nice to see their dynamic play out and oh i i can't even get to the dog i won't even get there i know i know i know we'll talk about it i'm jumping it but you know mike august (laughs) one of our super fans and contributors Mm -hmm. um we have catches of the week that we'll be doing later. Uh, thanks to Mike. But, you know, one of the things he had mentioned was, you know, how the show uh, in the season is showing the strength of women. Mm-hmm. So now when you think of Richard's sister, like you said, she is the rock. She's yeah. the one saying to him, okay, great, you're back. Don't just disappear again or that's it. Mm-hmm. And she's the one who has the give me the gun. I'll handle the business. And you know what I love is that she found Richard's gun, which means she was picking up the logs and she was making the fire, mm-hmm. which I think is so awesome. You know, I mean, she obviously is fending for herself. Right. But. It's also just a knowledge thing. The fact that during their first conversation, she says, I won't ask any questions. But it's not because she doesn't want to know. That's almost because she formulates the answers on her own. She can figure out almost what he's up to if she really wanted because she has been holding down this household and obviously we've heard about her crazy year and now she's about to have this baby she's widowed but it's the knowledge and the power and the uh, sorry that she had to kill the dog it's That's okay she has strength on so many levels yeah she yeah. does and you didn't see her whimper at all to no. match the dog's whimpers she didn't if if it were me who i consider myself a very weak woman at times i would be down holding and crying before ever being able to make a decision like that and she didn't and i know she had those feelings but she knows that you can't cross those lines if you have to survive the way she has to so she just kept her face exactly still and pulled the trigger there was no nothing sad to her you know in her eyes about it it's just this is what you do and then of course we have 
Richard now, who we've always seen him be that person to pull the trigger without looking back. And this episode, we get the total change, and it seems like it's because, um, obviously because of her, mm-hmm. but it's I think it's going to haunt them. It's going to come back to haunt them both, and he's putting her into his mess, and we found out finally that it was actually a contract killing. A thousand dollars a piece, but family trumps all. Any number, right. you could have said any number to beat him, it doesn't matter. It was just for the kids. Um, but I think that's foreshadowing how it's going to hurt his family um, with what and what he's creating and how he's trying to escape. And you can already see it falling apart with the dog well, that's why you're always with Richard because you see him trying to escape and trying desperately yeah. like he said I don't want any more of it when he handed yep. the gun back to his sister to for the dog and now he's going to get pulled right back in always it's like you just want to go no no and grab him by like you know the, and just hug him. You just want to hug him and pull him in. Is he, keep him but safe. you know what? Is he ignoring his calling? Is his calling really just to kick ass and and and, and be that guy? Be, you just like yeah, especially on the show. No, I don't, no, 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 no. That's actually not true. <laughs> I'm asking you: Is it because he keeps going away from his calling? Is that what he's supposed to do? I, I mean, that's a big theme in in today's episode, isn't it? Uh, you know, w- what is your your calling? I mean, God, I mean, I'm sure Michael August will write to us about all the different quotes from the Bible because I, I have right. There's so have no idea many. where to begin with right. those. And so, speaking but, of Bible, mm-hmm. Samson. The dog's name is Samson. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know the story of Samson and Delilah from no, the Bible? No, no, tell, tell me it, please. Well, I mean, I can simplify it because okay. I'm not a biblical scholar. I would understand any, a higher level of any anyway. means. <laughs> but um, Samson was this character uh, in, in the Old Testament, and um, he was very strong. Mm-hmm. And he basically like did God's work. He was super, had all the super strength. And this woman ends up talking him into cutting his hair. And one of the things he had learned was that the, his hair was the source of his power oh. given to him by God. And she kind of seduces him and talks him into cutting the hair. He mm-hmm. cuts the hair. He loses his power. Ooh. And uh, and by the end, I think he gets his hair back and he, he kind of does what he has to do. Um, but needless to say, so that's why I was trying to find you know, what we know. Yeah. This is such good writing that none of this stuff is ever thrown out there. And I, and I know yeah, there's like yeah. with this and Breaking Bad, there are fans who who think that Oh, you guys are reading too deep. No. Like, mm-hmm. when you're a really good writer, there's, there's no, so, so no, much subtext here. Absolutely. Um, so I don't, you know, like, I don't know why we can discuss it. Like, what, you know, it's, it's someone who's strong and then has lost their powers. Is that Richard? You know, yeah, because absolutely. we know, we know through his accident. I, I mean, for, for mercy is, is, is another theme that was happening all through the episode. And, you know, it is merciful to, to put something, some, some, not something, a dog, uh, an animal, a person right. out of their misery. Right. You know, and in contrast, in the last episode, Knox does not do that to his partner. Mm-mm. And, and it, no. but to be merciful just, just kept showing up in everybody's relationship in, uh, throughout. I mean, we could visit each relationship and, and find that happening, but who is more loyal than, than a dog, really. No one. I mean, no. you, you can leave them at home all day long, and all of a sudden you'll come home and they'll be like, I missed you so much. Right. <laughs> I'm here for is that, you. But is that Richard? Maybe. Maybe it is. Richard's loyal to the people he cares about. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Like a dog. He's, he's second to dogs on loyalty. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. So funny. So, mm-hmm. you know, Bethany, you had to like, had to leave the room because you I'm knew sorry. it was coming. No, no, but I'll tell you, before, probably 10 years ago, but, you know, 15 years ago, before I had my dogs, I would have been like, doo, 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 and I'm the same way. I it can't. just makes me so upset. I can't. You well, because they're, they're just, they are, they're just so kind and so loyal no, and they and will not hurt in that you. Way. No, Ugh. I can't tell anyway. you the last things that deserve to suffer. Yeah. So <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel you on that. Um, Let's talk about the world of let's talk about the world of Van Alden. Who is now should we refer to him as George? George Mueller. You're right. You're right. It is I, I guess we should yeah. start calling him George Mueller. I feel like we kind of have to because everyone And there. he has changed. He is a very different person than Van Alden. He is, but I love I still love Van Alden. That oh, he's initial amazing. season one <laughs> maniac is just silent maniac was so amazing to me. And I mean he's still that, but He's still that. He is still that. And speaking of another strong female, his wife. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. She's she's been my favorite throughout the show. She was so good (laughs) at not manipulating, but getting what she wanted from him because she knew how to talk to him. And she first referred to him when they were um, getting the, the furniture in. She referred to him as husband. And then when she really wanted to, um, you know, talk to him on a different level she said his name she just said nelson she no longer said husband and we've never mm-hmm. heard her say oh wow it's a great pickup yeah we've never heard her say nelson before she's my favorite wife that's who i, I want to marry I, exactly. I, and, and, why are you looking at sarah really like why as wouldn't you, you want to marry her she's amazing i don't know i'm not in love with her i don't know what it is like you said she, that she's been like carrying you through but for some reason i just feel like she's going to make these little mistakes that are just going to hurt him and hurt their family being that she's like obsessed with money and that she called him Nelson when that's not the name they're going by anymore I just part of me feels like like I thought she was smart when she started um, she helped him out with the liquor and kind of took charge of that and put him in this new business for them to get money but now I feel like I'm worried about her I'm worried I think that she's going to either blow his cover I think it's I honestly think it's going to be her fault. So part of me doesn't like her just because I have this suspicion. Uh, why don't you see? This is what you did last week. You had to educate me. Let me just be stupid and play along with this. No. <laughs> I could be totally No, wrong. you're not wrong. That's exactly what's going to happen. I just love God, her Can't so you just much. let me be a stupid fan? <laughs> yeah, but I, okay. So anyway, she, it's, but you know, it was interesting. You know, he, he'd said when they were talking about building the house, you know, you get a saw and a hammer. And he said, I, I, I just followed the instructions. And I think that's him, just like, I want to stick by the book, but it's not going to work, buddy. That's no. his theme of the episode. All right. always talking about instructions. Well, by the book. That's why he was by a really Bible. good military guy. By the Bible. You're right. Even even, even bigger the, than the, uh, law enforcement, the right. Bible. Right. And, the, and the funny part of that is in, like, the first three images we got of him in the, in the show, with him delivering flowers and then delivering a punch. Right after he delivers the punch is when he says the line about making yes, a vow. He does. And it's great that juxtaposition where you put it in there that he's crossed the line into kind of, you know, dealing with the wrong side of the law, but he still has that those underlying morals that are carrying him through and like how that's going to affect him. It just and creates a storm inside him. I mean, it's hot air and cold air and they just collide, you know, and I always look forward that, for that collision. Let's talk about when the Capone brothers surrounded him. You see how big he is physically. <laughs> like he's, he's, he's so he's wound up. Dude. He's a very big guy. Like he's ready to go at some point. Mm-hmm. But the, the growl. But the fact that they kind of have him in this nebbish position that, you know, season one, that, that nobody yeah. muscles 
wrestled him around. No, no. Well, it's and like the elephant who doesn't know what strength it has until it, you know, freaks out and then needs to be, you know, killed or something. It's like he doesn't know how strong he is. How strong anymore? He he's is. forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. he's so shame based. He's so, you know, from the killing and 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 so having to hide out from what he did in the past. Uh, but it's interesting because th- that's we know he's a ticking time bomb. Right? I, I think that's My why his, his growl, growl, mm-hmm. I can't even say the word, at the end was so so fantastic when they're all fighting in the, the row and you, he just gives this, I don't know what it is. It's guttural. And we're like, okay, there you are. Yep. There's the, there are the threads from the last And he made seasons. a new friend. He with did. One of the Capone brothers. And yeah. again, with the brothers. Wait, so you think that was a friend? It wasn't just, Frank's not just patronizing him? I mean, Frank's really smart. He's this, you can see he's the smart. I don't, I don't know if historically it was like that, but he's the one who knows Al is like rageful and saying, no, no, wait, we can get information out of this guy. Like, mm-hmm. this and is Frank good. sees the potential in him, but then when you get to the fight scene, when, um, George kind of saves Frank's butt from getting really beat up. You can kind of see they make eye contact. There's a little bit right. of a friendship growing. And being in one episode, we see them twice together in escalating relationship. I think that he does have an ally with the Capone brothers. He's, it's so going to go down between O'Banion and Capone, and he's going to be in the middle of it. Exactly. But based on his relationship with O'Banion that we saw this episode with like the pollen and the flowers and him basically insulting him. Yeah. O'Banion's just right. a smart ass. You know, he's a... He's, he doesn't know, I don't see, he doesn't have that good gangster quality of knowing when to turn on the charm. Like you see Capone is starting to learn it, but then when to pull back and kind of be a... It's very you know. similar to how Jip treated Chalky versus the way Nucky treated yes. Chalky. Yeah. Like yeah. they just get each other. There's yep. like a, more of a respect. But the best guys like that, they're, they are respectful. And that's how, you know, it's a better way to do business rather than to be just a bully. You know, eventually it wears itself out. They say sociopaths are very charming people. Yeah, the best. <laughs> the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are, so. are you naming the florist as a sociopath? Why, uh, are, you, why are you looking at me like that? Krista, <laughs> 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 maybe she's looking at you. Are you the sociopath? I'm a so, I think she was. No. I'm a socio- it's, sociopath. It's, so I, I mean, Capone. I think Capone I'm sociopathic. Yeah. I wouldn't say sociopath. Yeah. It's, you know, but again, we have the theme of, of family and brothers. You know, it's, a, you know, we have Emma and and Harrow. There's that that sibling bond, and then the Compone brothers. There's that 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 loyalty, those boundaries. Right. That that you know, when we look at Nucky, he oh, he's he's always struggled with them. But these people, he's got they've, Eddie. They've got them. Mm-hmm. They yeah. have their family boundaries, and they they stick with them. And it's been working. It's working right now. Well, yeah. remember, Jip didn't really have. He had a family, but he there was no connection with them. No, he hated them. Mm-hmm. They hated him. No. It was he, great. In in his family, it was the women that were dominant. Right. So when you focus on their, but he wasn't close to them. He wasn't like you know. Did you see? Did it appear that he was close to the sisters and the mother? See a lot of the sisters and mother. But when we did see them, he was just like undermined, like undercut every sentence he said. Right. Well, again, we've seen a lot of strong females in this, which I think is very so interesting at a time where you know there was no voting. It was you know. And I guess if you vote, oh, Democrat, no, there's you voting could now. Yeah, yeah, 1928. That's based, voting. yeah, and and this interesting. The you can see that now the fight for politics, where it's it's uh, we were talking about the Muppet Babies growing up, and oh, now you see are. Al's making his rise to power. I'm so excited. Stephen Granby stole my heart. Oh, he's yeah. so fabulous. Yeah, he's amazing. Hmm. He's amazing. Um, 
more political with are we going to move over to Knox? I or? want to talk to, about Agent Knox because for me, um, being a history major, I was you know, definitely thrown for a loop at the end of the kind of Agent Knox story tonight. But we see him and he makes a joke with Nucky, which, of course, Nucky's like, you'll never see me again. This is the only guy I'm going to deal with. Um, kudos to Nucky to look into him. Yes. Right? To he, say he has the feeling. He has a feeling. Right. Well, it's it's a, a a very wary Nucky now. I mean, this is somebody who uh, was it the the last episode. It, he began in the dark, hiding behind doorways. Right. I mean, this is not an exposed man flaunting his his um, whereabouts and his money about town anymore. He's a changed man at this point, and he's he is very he has two Careful. people that he trusts. Yeah, his, and, his brother and um, Eddie. Yeah, and that's it. And he's living by. But beyond the that, he, he ended last season saying, I'm only going to work with the people I trust. Right. But he heard something. Don't you think he heard something in the exchange to follow? Exactly. Him? I thought that was just instinct. What was it? What made him just instinct or was it just? It was just, I think Nucky survives on instinct and an ability to read people and understand how to commun- communicate with them. It even goes into when you see him with Dr. Valentine, how he reads <sighs> that situation and is able to negotiate the power in the room. It's his intuition. That's what's made him successful. That's how he gets involved in everything. It's because he reads people so well. Well, so without getting into uh, Nucky, because we have plenty to talk Mm -hmm. about with him, talking about Agent Knox showing up with the corrupt judge in this meeting. And then, lo and behold, we see a young J. Edgar Hoover, which is like, oh, my God. Played by Eric Syatt. (laughs) Why? You know him? Yeah, I know him from, from, you know, town. Um, but he's he's a lovely actor. I oh, I, he's he's been in a lot of different things. But it's nice to see him um, breaking ground, so to speak, in a, a really great role as I mean, the young Jagger. And this is how Hoover made his name. Yeah, yes, how, he did. This is how he uh, ascended to power. Was uh, was was fighting with the mob mm-hmm. during prohibition. And and oftentimes, uh, I don't know where I remember reading this. He would he would wait and be like, no, no, I want to be there for the bus. That's to all take it was. <laughs> well, you know, it was. Like, he wants the glory. It was so self serving and mm-hmm. just gross. I mean, it was. I, it was. You know, seemed like for me, my you know limited studies of Hoover was that he, you know, he had this crazy reign. I mean, he reigned until. 1972 until he died. So now just imagine like a guy like back then in the early 20s and then he takes power and basically doesn't look back at all these presidents who try to get him out, can't get him out. They all try and every time (laughs) they try, he keeps his job or does God only knows worse. Like with Kennedy, we don't know. But I mean, Mm -hmm. just a bad guy and it just, it seemed like he didn't really do much in terms of justice. Mm -hmm. It was all about uh, feathering his own nest and getting his publicity and kind of protecting his little, you know, his... Which isn't very different no, than, sadly, than I know. Capone or any of the other characters. I would say that... that I thought you could say it's not very different than most politicians, oh, but, but, but it's but just no, sad. But, but any of, our, any of our, our leading men here, they, they're just on opposite sides of the fence, but they really want the same honest. thing. But at least Capone's honest. Yeah, I was going to say, Capone, I feel like... Yeah, yeah puts it's like it out that, there. That's it. That's, that's it. I'm a gangster, and that's right. what I do. Right. And you know what? I'll buy some, and you know what? I'll open a soup kitchen when I need to, and I'll do little things for people in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, with with uh, with Hoover, it's like no, it was just under the guise of oh, I'm trying to help the country, and no, it was about him. That room of people is scarier to me than all of the gangsters. Yeah, and good for you because they are scarier. Exactly, so much scarier. 
Ooh, you don't know who they're in cahoots with. Nope. You don't know who's tied into this. I mean, we've had so many different politicians we brought on the show. And, I mean, when we, for instance, like, Gelson was brought on to look into um, Agent Knox. And I'm wondering if he was lying and just reading the story verbatim or if they actually planted that information. Like, whose side is he on? And he's an informative yeah, you know. I, I, I want to believe that there's something to the planting of the information because when Nucky called to verify, he said um, whatever the, the town was outside of Ag- in Iowa Atkins. City, Atkins. Mm-hmm. And then um, Nucky said, and that's 14 miles outside of Iowa City. Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids. Um, he said if something like, if you say so. And it was like he didn't actually have the exact mileage and he didn't want to say, or if he did, he didn't want to say it because it wouldn't have aligned with what he had told agent Knox had told Nucky, which was 14 miles or so. Like, I just, I feel like there was, so wait, so you think that, um, it seemed like there was a hole in that. Well, we know that, um, God, what's you guys, Gelson? The, our favorite, Stephen Root's character, we know he plays, Gaston means, he, Gaston means plays all sides of the fence. We know that historically, we know from last season. Um, do you feel that he's also in cahoots with, uh, I think he could a, be because he's uh, pinned everyone against everybody. Yeah. And I just hope Nucky doesn't stop there to, you know, the re, looking into Agent Knox. I think from anything he should have learned trust. by now, not, not to, to trust, trust him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm guessing from a writing's perspective, we're we're just we're it's an unseen force. We just we just haven't been hit by them yet. Maybe that will happen with with Mr. Gaston Means, but I don't know. I, I think he might be blown away too. These seem like some young guns that are coming in, and right. Gaston Means is old, and so he, right. I, just, I, I yeah. feel that way because Knox came out of nowhere last episode. Mm-hmm. With this information and knowledge of the world, and I just think he hasn't stopped there. And I think he's—he's he's just a screwed-up character, like you said. He's what's his name from Breaking Bad? Um, who from Breaking Bad? Um, the who shoots the boy? Oh, Todd. Yeah, he's like the Todd. Todd, are you in the booth? There he is. <laughs> That's our Todd Steven. He's the Todd of Breaking Bad. Just so you know, a ah. uh, Todd of Afterbus. Excuse me. Uh, he's a young Van Alden. I mean, this is where Van Alden really was in the 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 beginning, as far as his um, wide eyed certainty, his perspective of what is right and what is wrong. See, I think he has a twisted mentality. Yeah. I don't. Well, so did trust Ma- Knox. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I'm not yeah. so sure that he he's just not going to play all sides. He this is the sociopath. Yeah, yeah. to me, sociopath. like yeah. I think he's gonna have a lot of fun going back and forth. I don't, I don't think, think he's just gonna be up Hoover's behind. I think he, I think he's gonna, he'll play all sides. I don't see him as a Van Alden living by the Bible or anything like that. I don't think he has any moral. No, compass. Van Alden, no moral psychopath. He's, he's this almost, guy, sociopath. Right, he's right. almost like a an evolved Van, early Van Alden. Yeah, but like he's you know evolved, what? A psychopath a will focus smoother. on something mm-hmm. and fixate on it, yeah. and the socio just doesn't care. Like right. Yeah. So, what? He's dangerous. I think that's yeah. what so, we're yeah, going like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's, it's interesting. So, we're building up all these great, just what I was afraid they weren't going to be able to do well, they're doing very well. Mm-hmm. We're building up these new villains, but it's not, I thought, like, first episode, it would be, like, another chip just waltzing in and, you know, putting a gun to someone's throat. And, nope, like, last season we saw with chip. Uh, and, to me, they're laying down some great groundwork. Uh, and so we're going to be seeing a lot of him. Um, but well, I'm just thinking, Sierra. Well, if we have all these villains, I feel like we need to like line up our troops to get ready. I mean, we're seeing we're seeing Eddie 
um, really step up to be like more than Nucky. Right, so we, so let's let's go over to let's talk about the world of Nucky and let's talk about Eddie as we're talking about servants. That's biblical as well. Mm-hmm. And did you see, you know, some of the Bible passages that were read were mentioning, you know, when we will, we will talk about Dr. Narcisse, but he's talking yeah. about servants and whatnot. And who is not a better servant than Eddie? And we see Eddie really struggling to do his job. And we see Nucky being uh, empathetic about mm-hmm. it and feeling responsible. Exactly. I mean, what was ringing like to me, what I was saying is that I love Eddie, first of all. The best. The way that obviously he's been a servant like just by job but the way they treat he treats him is as an equal versus when you see dr valentine talk about chalky being like a servant that he that makes him below it's all about status it's about which is why ultimately only he will lose exactly when this game of chess that kept getting pointed right. out all night but that goes back to nucky's character and like why i feel like as as bad as things get and things he does we can still like him because he does have a feeling of like equality and he goes for people's rights and even back to season one when he was helping with the women's campaign, even though it was for personal <laughs> just awesome <laughs> personal goals, he continues to build these friendships and these relationships while maintaining power, still treating people as friends. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talking about uh you know, Eddie had the great quote, everything is always something. Which I think is going to mean something, you know, in, in this because every little detail, everything, yeah. you know, all these little things, the, the behavior, the relationships, um, it means something. It's not just a matter of, okay, you're my butler or manservant. But it also makes things that seem so important not as important because he said everything is only something because he'll say, oh, it's just some, it's only some eggs or it's only someone's life. You know, it almost equalized all right. these things and put them all on one level. It was very poetic. Yeah. All episode. Well, My favorite was when they were in the car. And they started talking. I was just about to mention this. Go ahead. No, go right ahead. No, because maybe I'm not going to say the right thing. I don't know how to quote exactly, but talking about the children and this guy and putting Nucky everywhere, I just felt like he had, he was reaching for his dreams this episode mm-hmm. and it was coming through in his the poetic nature of how he was speaking to everyone. And I'm, I'm glad that he's now stepped up in business and that he is going to have a role in whether it be the money. I don't think he's going to plot. I don't think Eddie can plot. I feel like that would just... Well, okay. Before we get... Because I have lots of questions about that, where where Eddie's going to go. But I, what I found interesting was when um, Nucky met with the mayor, he yes. brought Eddie into the conversation, and Eddie was, like, stunned. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was Nucky saying, you know what? You are very valuable to me. Even though you can't pour the coffee, you're not making the eggs the right way. This is how much... I do respect you and how valuable you are. Do you agree? Is that why he did that? Absolutely. And and when the mayor was breaking ground, he was he was talking about God and God being merciful and all of this stuff. And he was going on and on. And then when when the mayor enters the car, Eddie defines Nucky as God. (laughs) Right. right, right. (laughs) Which was so amazing. Yes. It's like okay, this is the guy who's God, and this is the dude who's going to be merciful. So you better. And I didn't pick that up. And and that's not great writing. Amazing it's amazing writing. that this is all tied together. <laughs> it was Boy. so beautiful. That that monologue was just was just fabulous. And Eddie does serve. He he serves Nucky and he serves the show 
unlike any other character regarding the comic relief. Because if we didn't have him, mm-hmm. I think I, I'm, I might just turn blue from holding my breath the whole entire time with some of the tension that's building here. But every time he comes in, he just relieves us and, right. and, and brings us a little bit of laughter. And I, I, I it's why he survived. So he's going to have, so, so he's going to be more involved in the business. And it's interesting when he says, okay, I need you to put all this money in this uh, safe deposit box. He said, you know, whose name should I put in? He said, put in your name. I was going to suggest the same thing. <laughs> so what do you guys, let me go around the table. What does that mean? He seems very willing. He seems willing to help Nucky in any way he can, but I just can't picture Eddie as being an evil sort of schemer. So none I, of it. So there's no scheme. He wants it in his name, but it's for no other purpose other than that. I think it was validation. It's a little bit that I can do this. That's what I was thinking, and someone else also thought that. So I must be thinking something correct. And I don't mean this to sound demeaning because I I think dogs are fabulous and wonderful. But he is Nucky's dog in that sense. Yeah, he is. He is. is. This is what this is about: masters and and servants. And 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 it's just he just wants that. I don't. I don't think he wants to do anything bad. I just think he wants the trust. He he. That's all he's asking take, for. I'll take is it one. St- trust. No, I'll take it one step further. Okay. I think because because he he is you know a man's best friend, mm-hmm. um, and he is smart. He knows, so he's not just like loyal. Yeah. But he also that is the best thing. Put it in my name. Don't put it in your name where you can get uncovered. Put it yeah. in my name, and that's why he is amazing. And he's it's going to be a great number one. For Nucky. Yeah, and I have to say, for for the writers, I mean, they could have killed him off so early and got a, a really simple, nice, strong arc out of that, and they've just kept him because he's just such a fabulous character, and it's it's um yeah, the, the strongest ones are still standing, and it's I think that's why this is going to be the best season yet. But this definitely makes me nervous with him in this vulnerable position. I don't want to see him in a situation <laughs> with these gangsters. That's where, why it's so good. I know, and I like. I, I want that moment, but, but I, I think, don't. I think that he's already been shot up. Right. He's been through hell. I think he's not going to let you down. Right. When he's I in that position, so. I don't think he's going to let you down. Because it would be like seeing another dog get shot. Oh, yeah, we don't want you know, that. And in the most respectful way. You know? <laughs> let's, he's let's, adorable. He's let's move over to Chalky, and um, we see... The new son-in-law and the son-in-law to be the family all come in, and we're planning the wedding. It appears like right with the daughter. There was a yeah. ring on that finger, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep, there was right. a ring. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. So Chalky's getting his way that you know she's marrying a nice uh, doctor, and 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 again in kind of a curveball, we see an African American who is clearly it seemed educated and, and somewhat successful in the father-in-law to be, and I, I love seeing it. Mm-hmm. I believe his name was Oliver. Oliver, yes. Oliver and Samuel. Samuel was the son. Oliver. Sorry. I mean, they're a smart family. I've known that since the beginning. He's now... But they must, they must be wary of Chalky and Absolutely. him entering that family. They are not thrilled. When I when they showed the scene, um, when and I know we'll get the, get to that, but when Dr. Narcisse was up watching Chalky get his head rubbed, I thought that was going mm. to be the I thought that was going to be the father of of the son-in-law. No. And I was that, I didn't want Chalky to then be looked down on even further. And so I was semi-relieved to see it was. <laughs> They're not looking race. down. They just, it just or seems races. like they don't want that around their son. Right. right. And again, it's just a, few, a fantastic production design and costuming that tells the story without telling it. Just look at the outfit 
Chalky's wearing against mm-hmm. the outfit the father-in-law to be is wearing. It's almost like a clown, cheaper version on Chalky. Right. It's someone's more like trendy it's and trying just to right, be rich. where someone is much right. more like old money. Right. Um, it's. I mean, it's astounding. It's. It's. Yeah, the class comparison is just. It's. It's so much fun to watch. And and all he because the 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 set work and the costume is so extraordinary. All he had to do is is just glance and look. And, and I think he made a a small suggestion that it was extravagant, but that was it. That was that, it. That was it. Yeah. N- nothing's ever forced here. No. And that's why it's so lovely. And you see him backstage. You know, uh, of the club. He's so happy. He's so proud. He's talking to the help, the staff. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's a pretty good boss. Mm-hmm. And, you know, out he comes and, you know, black in the, on stage, white in the house. He comes into the house and there's a, one of the patrons there who's just kind of a loudmouth, drunken, obnoxious. Um, that guy. That guy. But he's, Thank and you. he survived. He always is a different girl every season. Oh, <laughs> like an yeah. keeps going through them. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, he's pushing all the buttons and, mm-hmm. uh, Chucky's not reacting, which is great. You know, you feel like Dunn would react, but you feel Chucky's, Chucky's more evolved where he won't yeah. react. And he has to be the businessman in this place. Has to be. But we see it really gets put to the test later. Um, but then the guy rubs his head and we were all like, oh, all of our like hearts just yeah. went to our stomachs because it was just like this guy had a dream way ahead of himself, totally progressive. And then just to be deflated like that. Right. You know, in that moment when he was so happy. Yeah. I was like, ah, I know it was yeah. a great turn. Yeah. It really was. It was so sad. Yeah. Moving on to mm-hmm. who I think is our like going to be our super villain this season and which is why the show is so genius is an African American supervillain in Doctor Narcisse, Jeffrey, and when he's a Libyan, and when you oh his, excuse me, he's a Libyan. Thank you. I don't you. think he would approve. No, he wouldn't. Which his name corresponding to the way that his demeanor is, I think it has to do with Doctor Narcissist. Oh. That's because we don't know what he's a doctor of, and to me, it just comes across as I've a professional. Really hard for it. Yeah, a professional in 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 the business of condescending. Which is interesting because his first name's Valentine, right? Put the little juxtaposition in there, but yeah. he—I mean, I—I I loved one, my favorite scene actually of the entire episode was of Nucky, um, Mr. Wright, and Doctor Narcissus in that room with the power struggle and just all the lines from servant to kings well, to who runs this and who has the power. Well, now. let's back up a little bit before we get to that because all that's right. the, no, no, no. Yeah, no it's, so because we see that Doctor Narcissus comes in with the whore. Excuse mm-hmm. me, Emma. Oh, yeah. And what goes down there? It's the first game of chess, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's Narcisse versus Chalky, and Chalky's like, you know, you know, he holds his ground. He he protects um, his his guy, yeah, su- Sweetback, and he's just like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. And the guy basically is like, okay. It's almost like a whole. It's a whole other level of game for Chalky. All of a sudden, it's a whole other level. Yeah. yeah, he's good enough not to punch the guy uh, that's mm-hmm. rubbing his forehead, whereas uh, Sweetback would have. Would have. Yep. He's good in that regard, but he's not. You know, this is this is uh, a this, whole other level. And and in, you you can see him start to get flustered a bit there. Yeah. Because uh, he he doesn't like it, and you know it's going there the minute. Um, Jeffrey Wright, sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting the Who character's name. Who plays Dr. Narcisse. Yeah, Dr. Narcisse um, says, 
please sit down. And it's his, it's his price. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is going to go really bad oh, if he's comfortable in your house already. Ugh. And now, so Sarah, take us to where they have the... Am I allowed to fast forward? Fast forward, baby. Nice. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, now I lost my spot. But while we go back, and before that, we got the fact that he does want a piece of the house because he gets a piece of everything yep. he's ever a part of. Or I believe, actually, that was after that. But again, you know, what I was saying was how progressive the show is, and at the same time, just how original, because if you were going to, in your wildest dreams, paint an African-American to be a villain on this show, you would think he would be a black supremacist, or or not even that, but someone just who's violent and angry. and just, Like a you chip. Would, you would think, right, that he would be like the anti-Chalky, mm-hmm. and yet you're giving us this highly educated, very civilized um, person who's totally into separation of races. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's um, it's really sophisticated, and it's it's just something I didn't see no, coming. No, not at all. And the fact that I think he is our supervillain, yes. I think, of this season. I'm so excited. <laughs> but let's talk about, so when, yeah. they, so when they do sit and, and, then- and they have their meeting... And Chalky is just not equipped. Our, our second game of chess. Yes. Okay. So and now he this brings is in Chalky and, and Nucky. And Nucky. And Chalky yeah. is just tossed to the side of the argument. Yes. Yeah. He erupts. He loses his control. We see. We finally get that emotional response that he we've just hit, seen hidden behind these stairs. Mm-hmm. And Nucky has to come in as a friend, or more than a friend, or less than a friend, or whatever he is. But he does say that uh, that he is passing the judgment. Which br- brought him, made him the, gave him the ability to make the negotiations. Like if Nucky had just been like he's my friend and really gone back to Chalky's level and gone on their normal relationship right. and not kind of leveled up to doc- um, Dr. Valentine, then it wouldn't have gone as well. Even though I need to rewind, guys, and read <laughs> what I'm saying. It's making sense in my head, but <laughs> no, it's not making no, sense when I'm I, speaking. I, I can't get what you're saying. I, I think so. Um, one of my one of the things I found so interesting here, referring to the game of chess, is that is the way the men did not react to uh, Emma's sob story. They were they were just it was all business. Yeah. She was just a pawn. Yep. Quite literally, they That's were like, it. "All right, come in, act your part, and you're, you're we'll, we're just going to move you aside." I mean, none of them were moved, and n- none of them believed it. Yet they all knew better. Yet they still stuck with an, that story. For for uh, for Doctor Narcisse, yeah. it was an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Seized. Like, yeah. thank you. Thanks for 10% of the house. And that's yeah. the easiest path that they can take because if they challenge Dr. Narcisse, they obviously know it's going to go to places they don't even want to start to get involved in. So this is 10% is the lowest they can get rid of him yet. Yes. In price or life. And, and, and I, I think this goes back to what you were, you were saying is, do you think Chalky even knew that this man wanted 10% or, or wanted a percentage of this house going into this meeting? Do you think it was, he was thinking the negotiations were taking, were on a different level? Yeah, he thought it was going to be his 5,000 bucks. Probably, yeah. You know? Yeah. He, he had no idea it was a, an actual percentage of his. It was interesting yeah. that, that Chalky. Yeah. Called Nucky and said, we've got a problem. We have no, we have no talent. Yeah. For our, sh- you know, and he called him in, and it was really interesting the way Doctor Narcisse broke down who Nucky was and their relationship, and the subtle disdain he had for 
your friends? Oh, your business partners. Yeah. And then, or you, you do business together. And he surmises things very quickly. But what was interesting is when he got very judgmental and he started talking about, um, spirits, uh, when, when, when you mix, you know, things get mixed. And, and he's like, um, uh, the, it, it's the, the, it, it ends up the, Potency slips away until nothing's left. And a thing mixed is a thing weakened. A thing yeah. mixed is a thing weak, yeah. weakened. And so, you know, on uh, again, genius writing, it works on the level of we're, we're dealing with alcohol and, and prohibition, right? Mm-hmm. And we're seeing how the cheap alcohol is weakened and, and cut down, you know, yeah. to, to make more money. And, and the lower the lower rent, the uh, criminal, the worse the alcohol is. But then when we're talking about here we're, he's talking about race relations and he's saying you know we're not supposed to be friends yeah. we're not supposed to be lovers mm-hmm. we're not supposed to be cohabitating um, but he does identify Nucky as also a king exactly but you know what yeah, it's right you can have your kingdom I've got mine uh, but we're not friends. We are not friends. We can never be friends. We can never, are, we can never, mm-hmm. um, uh, intermarry. None of that. That's where he was coming from for me. And that's why we can, I don't want to jump. Can I jump ahead to the, no. um, the carriage ride out? Uh, oh, well, wait. No, I want okay, to jump in real quick. Good, because what, I, what is interesting, and the writers do such a great job of that, is, is setting it up is because they set him up as such an educated man who has come from Trinidad, who is now a doctor. Um, we don't expect him to have that world's view. Right. We, we expect it to, we expect him to be far more progressive. And then when. Or you would expect him to be like, you expect him to be like, thank you, Mr. Lincoln, for freeing us. You know, you would expect, you, you would think he would be like, that's the knee jerk of yeah. like, oh, you know, oh, thank you for allowing me to exist. Thank you for allowing me to get an education. No, he's evolved like, no. Um, this is what I am, who yeah. I am. That's who you are. You mm-hmm. stay there. I stay here. That's it. We don't, we're not friends. It's a well, very strong point of view. He, he was closer to being friends with Nucky than he was to being friends with Chalky because Chalky was a servant and he was a king. So he Respect, was, not friends. Right, right. But he, I, you know, there's no respect this, it, with Nucky, I think it's no very, respect with Chalky. Exactly. And I think, and even the way he walked out on, um, Dem, you know, on Sweetback, he just, you know, he, the, what he even said to him, oh, you're the, in question. Yeah, the, yeah. the Negro, the Negro in yes. question. It's like, oh, how's that knee to the balls? Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I love Sweetback. He's a brilliant actor. I think he's great, but I also think he's great. Uh, he's, I, I don't know, he's a great number one. He, he, I, absolutely. Again, there, there are themes of, of loyalty and, and family and brotherhood. And it, and Sweetback really is Chalky's brother. I mean, there's no, at this point, it, it feels um, like a mirrored relationship to Nucky and Eli, and and those are the bonds that that um, cannot be broken. Or Nucky and Eddie? Would you say Nucky and Eddie? Because it's more of a well, it's more of a servant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's, yeah. that's, that's true. That's true too. That's but these are like. these are the bonds that can't be broken. But but the fun is is every episode trying to test them and trying to break them, right. and that's why we just keep coming back for more. We love it. Go. What, what, where were we? Gonna so we next? go into. So we, we're yeah, in the car ride out of town. Oh. He's gotten his ten percent, and Chalky's like, "What?" You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and you hear the guy say, "Doctor C," like, "Well, we'll see how it goes." Mm-hmm. Is he going to get that ten percent? Maybe there's more money to get. Who knows? I mean, this guy is just. You know, yeah. he probably hates the fact that. Um, 
Chalky is running a club in name only and, and, and that Nucky's the one making the money. So maybe he needs to get more. I don't know. We're going to find out because we'll, we'll find out more about what's uh, up with Harlem and the owner of the Harlem club that he works the for. The Cotton Club? How do you think? The Cotton Club, yeah. How do you think he would have gotten in on, this question might not be relevant, but how do you think that Dr. Narcisse would have gotten in on Chalky's club if this woman didn't do this? Do you think that he was waiting for this one for the? I think so. Yeah, yeah he was. He knew that I, was like a routine, and then he knew. Okay, then I'll get in their business. Well, maybe not point. that specifically would happen, it's, but definitely he was going to get his hooks. Exactly, in there. Yeah. he can seize any opportunity that's put in front of him, and that's put like when he's performers. It's obviously in their contracts that he owns the people, he owns the place, and that's why he's been pulled in. And what's going to be madness mm-hmm. is when we meet this Oni Madden guy yeah. for, who owns the Cotton Club, because who God only knows yeah. their relationship. And and um, like, are they nucky? Are they Nucky and Chalky in their world. Yeah, no, I, I believe Dr. Narcissi would have created trouble for him in any way, shape, or form, but that's what that's what gangsters do. I mean, in, in the old neighborhoods, you know, if a, a shop, a, they would come in and ask a shop if they needed protection, right. and then if the shop said no, then they would, you know... Break the place up. And, and, then, and then say, oh, do you need protection now? <laughs> and so it's it's the same it's the same way, right. just trying to, to get a piece of the pie. Well, it's so interesting. He's driving out with Emma, uh, and oh, what's no, her name? Not with Emma. Um, no. The Devil Woman. Well, yeah, de- what's her name? I thought it was M. No. Uh, oh God! It was just yeah, we're gonna get croaked. We were having we're such a great episode. Forty-eight minutes in, <laughs> and we were playing a perfect game, and now I we're gonna get croaked. Emma too. And, okay, since so fans, you guys, can you guys just can we explain to the fans what goes on here? We go up ten minutes after the show. There's many characters here. We we throw on the subtitle with Directv just to be able to catch all the dialogue, catch all characters. It's really hard. And my mind's spinning so fast tonight that I can't even think. So anyway, we please we apologize. Needless to say, she says something clearly that makes us... I believe it involved a tree and some rope. Yes. And, and oh, that's maybe what we should do. And, and it's funny. His driver, who's his number one, who I think we're going to see more of, mm-hmm. Dr. Narcisse's driver, they look. he looks up in the mirror at him. That's it's the time. signal. Yep. Stop the car. And out she goes on a rope. Yeah. Um which I wasn't and, sorry to see. And she lands um, where we were at the top of the show. Her body where is, the God is mer- where is God mer- is merciful. Yep. There we go. Mm-hmm. And with the <laughs> with the sign there that says the future, and you have this <laughs> dead whore laying there, mm-hmm. and it's like the future is bleak. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. And, and right now we have two kings. We have Doctor Narcissi, and we have Nucky, and that's it. And they are. By the way, who's saying you're? I'm saying Narcisse. You're saying Narcissi. See, I'm sorry. I keep. No, I don't know. Maybe Narcisse. you're right. Narcisse. Narcisse, I think it should be Narcisse. Uh, again, more stuff we'll get terrorized yeah. sorry, for. Sorry, guys. Put it on the list. Uh. <laughs> um, but I thought that was interesting. Was mm-hmm. like, no, you're out. Yep, she was gone. And when she was, she was laying there. I don't want to get too dark, but. Um, it was symbi- It was very similar looking to me in a certain way of the Black Dahlia and the way her body was displayed. Semi, not really. I mean, that could be totally wrong because the Black Dahlia's body was cut in half. However, her legs were semi-open and um, it was in a neighborhood that was being developed at the time. Um, that's where they dropped Black Dahlia's body. And this is It did look like the Black Dahlia. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. For what... what do you think that was purposeful? Because I, it did. Well, it totally looked like the from what for the Black Dahlia in the fifties 
was this, or maybe he's in the late 40s, uh, 40s. this young actress in Hollywood who she, she wo- actually wasn't an actress. Wanted to be an actress, no. didn't she? Nope. She was actually a runaway from home and she went to work for her father in Long Beach from Massachusetts or one of from, the. Yeah, she was from Boston. But she came out to work for her father and her father essentially said, you can't stay with me. And so she was just traveling around, but she was never trying to be an actress. She was um, sleeping with men, not to get on a tangent, not sleeping with men, I'm sorry. She was going on dinners with men to eat and dates um but she wasn't she wasn't i went on a tour around los angeles it was called the black amazing but the where they dropped her is now um i can't remember the neighborhood like sentinella type of neighborhood over in in la but at the time i actually am such a nerd that i went to yes where it is it's like a house now you know it's a house yeah it's there's a lawn but anyway we have to go on this tour (laughs) yeah both of us are like what's it's a very no we'll do it let's do it for halloween Okay. It's a very Seriously, cool I love ghost doors. Yeah. yeah, no, it's really creepy and sad and weird. Yeah, her and story. intriguing and mysterious. And they, okay, keep going. But, but basically, they dropped her body at the time where it was a new development mm-hmm. with like the sign, you know, oh the new God. housing development. So it no was just way. very You're right. similar. And 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 when I saw her, it wasn't because of the new development, but the positioning of her body, right. the way she was Legs white, open. red and, dress, and looked red dress, and she was, it looked like she things were severed. I couldn't tell. It happened really fast. It, it did seem that way, but, but that was, more. the black dye was severed from In the, the pelvis, the torso. And she was completely drained of any blood. And didn't oh, God. Oh, God. Did, yeah. No, and didn't, and sorry, didn't, no, sorry. And, and, and didn't he carve, we'll didn't what her mouth get carved in to make it yes, look like a smile? smile. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are getting really more. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. But, but she did look very symbolic. It was my knee jerk to say, oh, black dye. But yeah. I was like, wait, that that's in the 50s. The oh, the floors were white. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. And in the new, now the new development, I'm sure there was something there. Um, so do you think she's going to haunt the future of Bader because it's his development or for everyone in it general? It could curse it. I mean, it could make it a bad No, deal I think you guys are right. Like, no, there's yeah. a dead body there. Absolutely. I think Maybe. that. And that, one of the chances yeah. that, you know, they didn't plan to drop her on you. They didn't specifically know that this was happening, this new construction. By the way, how great was, I mean, how smart was Dr. Narcisse to spell it all out? We've got a black man. We've got a white woman. Mm-hmm. We've got, you know, like basically you guys have no case. Like, you know, using it all in reverse to his advantage. Again, it's a whole nother level. It's a, a whole nother level of, of, of game that he's playing. Servant pretending to be king. Yeah. So he says to Nucky. Which I mean, to Chucky. Dr. Narcisse mm-hmm. could be just doing the exact same, pretending to for be a Oni Madden. For Oni right. Madden. We right. don't know this. We haven't met him yet. That's yeah. why, oh, but God, this goddamn show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. We didn't um, even get to, to Gretchen Mall today and any of that. Well, we should go, we'll go into predictions and okay. we'll, we'll talk we'll about them there. too. But we should probably talk about some things that we have before predictions. Oh, you know what? Let's do predictions and then we'll do, no, really? Oh, look at that. Sarah just calling it down. So you want to go to catches of the week? We need to, yeah. okay. All right, so let's go to last Mike week's catches. August, we have to like praise him because he's fantastic. Saves us every week, bails us out. He just can find the best details of these episodes that, um, so I want to ca- uh, bring forth a couple of his from last week. Um, for instance, Capone mentioned last week that Woodrow Wilson was croaking, which happened in February of 1924. So that's kind of helping us. We're looking for placing the exact time and period. That's kind of a key line that he found. Also, um, the bar in the opening scene was called Tippecanoe. And in the Battle of Tippecanoe, which is, I'm going to butcher this name, which involved Tecumseh, I believe his head, and his brother Tenskakwakwada. <laughs> no. He thinks uh, symbolizes Nucky and Eli. 
because they were both warriors that ultimately retreated against General Wim, um, William Henry Harrison's men. And he also thought that um, the fact that they tried to recruit the five civilized tribes may relate to Capone's Five Points Gang. Ooh. So with Tippecanoe, he's relating not only the warriors being brothers of Nucky and Eli, but also bringing in Chicago in that reference. Um, also, in case you're wondering, Fight for the Cherry and White is a reference to Temple University, which was a line in the show. As well, um, he, um, one of the main things that he was noticing was the strength of the women. Also, color schemes that a lot of the women in last week's episode were wearing green, um, including Jillian, Eli's wife, all the Onyx girls. So just looking at costuming, displays of color. Also for... Green's interesting, too, because if you notice, that's a color that we don't really see a lot of on this show. So it may, there's something there. I think that's the... Uh, usually green's money, and it's growth. So just And it's envy. And, and it's envy. So there's a lot of things that are there. I, I see the growth part because I think the women are... Growing stronger? Yes. Yeah. And for you, Mr. History Guy over there, um, the dancer is named Eldon Grover, shown in last week's episode. He thinks could be a homage to the legendary tap dancing duos such as the Nicholas, Nicholas Brothers. Brothers. You mentioned so before. Oh, yes. So, so, okay, I'll let you finish, and then I want to talk about Nicholas Brothers. Oh, are you, and all the exciting cameos we might get from the Cotton Club? Okay, well, the Nicholas Brothers, I'd have to check the date. So we're in 24. We're thinking, yeah. I met so I met the the the, the oh. last living one I, I, several times. Um, it, he only died about I don't know. Hey Stephen, can you look up the Nicholas Brothers, please? We need some and, and, and let me know when the you know the older one had died. He yeah. had died just about five or six years ago, oh. and it was a great story because he was actually in a in a, an old age home, but was very alert, very much himself, and a young. A woman who's a fan found him. They struck up a relationship, and like, and a very pretty woman who I believe was in her forties, you know, and she took him out of the home, and they got married. And so, the last few years of his life, he was with her. I love that. And um, that's a movie. And I remember just meeting him, but I mean, but no, but the Nichols brothers are in a movie in and of themselves. Yeah. And so when I saw them, I was like, God, I wonder if that's Nichols brothers. You know, Mm -hmm. time wise. If they were really young, maybe like seventeen or eighteen, yeah. it could work. Um, but I didn't want to say like. Yeah. But that's well, yeah. The Nicholas Brothers, uh, amazing tap dancing doing it. And I knew one of them, so that was the last one died. Oh, sorry. Died in, sorry. Uh, the older one died in January two thousand six. Yep, like I said, and, and the young one died in two thousand. Yeah, in nineteen fourteen. So they would have been like ten. Uh, they would have been. They would have been young, know. but this is where they may be stretching it a little bit. That's mm-hmm. why I was like, I wanted to be the Nicholas Brothers, but they would have been too young. But anyway, it's probably based on. And one more thing. This is more of a question, but there was a reference to Supervisor Elliot with prohibition. So he's saying perhaps that's Ness, Kevin. I think you had some thoughts about that, didn't well, you? Well, I mean, you know, Elliot Ness mm-hmm. is the you know person, uh, in, at least in folklore, that brought down Capone. Mm-hmm. As time has gone on, they. Hollywood decided to, you know, when they did the series, The Untouchables in the 60s, it, it was, he was the one guy that it was easiest to pin it all on him that he did it and they based it on him and that kind of, you know, it, it became deeper in folklore. It's not a hundred percent true that he's the one that did it, mm-hmm. but, uh, with this show, yeah, it, now that we're dealing with Hoover, you, you never mm-hmm. know, supervisor. Exactly. Uh, Elliot could be the guy. Well, so. we finally met uh, Elliot this week. So last week he was mentioned. Oh, he was week, in the room. That's right. He was in the room yes. with. Uh, so and he was in the room with Hoover and with. Well, um, we'll see. 
We'll see what's going to happen. We'll, we'll see where that's going to go. Okay, so what? Anything else before we go to predictions? We just need to thank him and ask Mike, send us more. Oh, me. he will. Mike's the best. And now, you're after Buzz oh. TV. They flash now. <laughs> oh, no. Look at that. Yes, see our uh, so you iTunes listeners go over to YouTube and see our lights flash. <laughs> okay, so we're going to Tampa next week. Am I totally missing something? What's in Tampa? I don't know, but I love it because I want to see Florida. What it looked like back in twenty four. I'm excited. But but you there's know. a lot of Art Deco architecture in like the Miami area. So I'm obviously was hopping, but I I love the buildings down there. Yeah, but Tampa, I know is Tampa like different. But, but what's yeah. in Tampa? I don't know. We're gonna find I out. I feel like we've got a new mm. business venture coming. Eli, Eli, he said, let me should I bring something back for the kids. Eli says bring oranges, and and Nucky says, no, they're too heavy to carry. So it's it, there's definitely something there. Oh my gosh, you said that and it made me think of drugs and I thought we would... Maybe. No, no, that's how smart you are, Sarah Banana. That's amazing. No, because because next year, because next week it's heroin. heroin. All that stuff comes up. There you go. Yeah, boom. You are one smart white broad. Yeah. (laughs) You connected the dots. Loving it. I'm going to be so wrong and then I'm going to feel... So it's interesting because the whole heroin thing and now we see... And we're going to see Jillian next week with with Ron Livingston. I love From the Piggly Wiggly. He's amazing. They're just bringing the best actors. You know, it's a, you know what I else mean, is weird from the start? The Piggly Weekly just uh, this week sold. Did you you know read the news? Really? That's uh, yeah, weird. It, it, yeah. Some bunch of their stores just sold. So it's just kind of hmm. typical well, of this show. Interesting coincidence. Yeah. I am very curious to see how that relationship develops. I've got no predictions with Mister Pig um, with Mister Piggly yeah, Weekly. Yeah. What else are we going to see next week? Ooh, I don't know. Um, uh, somebody, anybody, go, because I don't know. Sarah. What's happening with Richard? What's who? Who is Oh, the, boy. Yeah, yep. He failed to complete his mission right. that he was supposedly paid for. I'm like, did that? Did his contractor track him down already? If so, that was very fast. Like, how did that death already happen? Um, I think someone else was hired. I, I, I'm not it sure. It just happened very quickly. Yeah. So there was no tracking down. We didn't right. see any investigation. It's like someone almost knew. Right, like someone else had him. been hired at the same time. Well, or s- well, they knew that he wasn't dead, and then they came in and 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 saw the guy there, and then killed the guy, and then saw the the, the receipt on the I floor. I think something's right? going to happen where they come Pretty to simple. Richard's sister's house, and Richard's sister kicks ass somehow. And I, I think, and I. Think it's gonna be okay. Could Not be, but it could be a gateway be thrown into something. But it could be a gateway to pull Richard in deeper, so he can help pay her bills right. or whatever. You know, right. again, he can't something. get away from this. I don't know. And the the chances that he would be asked to kill the person that his sister has to pay bills to is too coincidental to not have this go much further. That's true. I don't know. I, I don't even think he has to pay bills to that no, person. That person they, was they just, just found that, that up, in the book. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, they found yeah, that okay. in the book. In the book. Okay. Uh-huh. You're like, whoa. <laughs> we I saved the day. That would have been three things they would have terrorized yeah, us for. That's Sorry, okay. guys. I'm very curious what's going to happen with so Capone and just <laughs> and, and just the, the voting. I'm I'm really, I think he's just going to keep conquering Are, Cicero and Chicago. Okay, but what happens to, um, where's Margaret? I want Margaret to come back, and I oh, heard gone. what you said. She's last. gone. She's wait, wait, wait. Eventually, Bethany, is she gone? Do you know something we don't no, know? No, I don't know anything you don't know. But I, I am just predicting because we're in predictions that she's gone. She I need to check be, IMDb and see if she's on any. Yeah, we need to find list. out the scam. Yeah. Uh, you guys, because we, we're we're over an hour. Oh where, where do we find you guys? Let's go around the table. 
Um, you can find me um, at um, I'm I have a podcast on podcastone.com and it's called Ask Women and it's podcastone.com slash ask dash women. So make sure you go there and follow us on Twitter at Ask Women Podcast. Fabian. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can find me at um, at Bethany with an I E or um, at my Tumblr page, Literary Girls. Literary Girls. Yeah. yeah. You can find me here. That's where I am. Really? There's no Sarah Str- at Sarah Stratton. You no. ask me this every week. It's, it's not <laughs> and every week I forget. Anyway, you guys. No, I do not have a Twitter. We, all right. We love you guys. Please rate and comment on iTunes and do the same at YouTube and tell a friend. And we'll see you back next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. That's our strut. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.